You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. All right. We will see if he can sing along with the Luke Cuckoos. It's always hard to hit. It is. Luke still can't get it. You know what, I Charge? I can, there's just enough delay to make it a little bit tricky. There's no delay. I'm coming to you over a twisted pair of copper wire. Old school telephony. Should oh, be sure. no latency there, my friend. Yeah, but there's plenty of latency going 22,000 miles globally oh. oh. and back to my phone. No. Yeah. Oh, because I'm calling your cell phone. Yeah, that's right. You saw, and you know what? I'm actually calling you from a cell phone. So I am not that, coming. Double. I am literally not coming to you via a twisted <laughs> pair of copper wires. <laughs> I'm the fucking <laughs> technology idiot. Now, now we're at 88,000 miles of combined lag and latency <laughs> built into this conversation. Hey, Hoser, do you even know how phones work, Hoser? <laughs> All right, we are here for a good time, not a long time, a 35-minute sprint to the death, and we have a lot to talk about, starting with, here, little birdie, can you believe it? Elon Musk has purchased Twitter, lock, stock, and $54 a share to the tune of $44 billion of Twitter. Wow. Yes. This is a this is a big deal. Um, you know, I, I really think we're going to when we look back at, at the history of social media, this today is going to be an inflection point. Oh, when it is. It, 
It is. I mean, it's, you know, we don't yet know how this is going to work out. But for many people who feel like Twitter, and I, I mean, I just think it's straight fact. I, I was in my class when this all went down and asked my students, is there anybody in this classroom? And these are students, right? These are 20-year-olds. Any single person in my classroom that does not believe that Twitter has a political bend and does not treat both sides equally. And everybody agreed. Whole classroom agreed really? that, that was the case. Wow. Yeah. Now, what, uh, what course, what college? Uh, University of Minnesota, 4790 Sports Communications. Very nice. Very nice. How's it going, Professor Charge? Um, it's been, Zabe, A, a lot more work than expected. And B, <laughs> the, the kids, I, I, do, I genuinely like my kids, but man, are they soft. They oh. are, they, man, they don't oh. want to work and they all want ease. And they, and here's the thing that surprised me the most, Zane. Yes. <laughs> they want to know precisely what yes. they need to do to get an A in advance of the assignment. Yes. They want, they want to take no speculation out of that. They want me to tell them exactly what I want. It's, it's down spoon to fed. Spoon fed. What is and is not an A charge so that they can do exactly and no more than they need to do to get the A. And you wonder why so many in the new in the younger generation are rule following zombies, even when common sense or a shred of independent thinking would make them go, hey, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. This is how they're being raised and conditioned, no, and you're seeing Zabe, it reflected. You're seeing it reflected in your class now. What's scary is just how closely your comments mirror those of my colleague Kevin Brandt, KB, oh. who is also a part-time university professor at Marquette. He teaches marketing and content copywriting and content ideation under the Ooh, marketing cool. umbrella. Yeah. And I he, take that class. He tell he tells me this exact same stuff all the time. So when you told me the the, the whole rundown, literally a little bit of a shiver went down my spine. I'm going, <laughs> this is exactly what KB said. It's crazy. Wow. So anyway, yes. that said, uh, this Twitter thing, the fact that the reaction from the expected sources and expected corners of the internet is as fierce. And paranoid and crazy as it is, that actually proves the point about how bad it was. Because if it wasn't so bad, those screaming and saying, ah, I'm leaving Twitter, wouldn't be saying that. Be like, new owner, cool. We'll keep on yeah. keeping on. They would be saying, new owner, great. Maybe my side will get a fair shake now. <laughs> right. You know, that's what they would be saying. But they've dominated. Twitter went so far left in, in, in silencing legitimate conversation on the right that eventually somebody bucked the system, which we've never even really had before. And it took the wealthiest man in the world to buck the system. I mean, I, nobody saw this coming as recently as three weeks ago, right? Do you know because what? There's... Do you know what supposedly did it? The suspension of the Babylon Bee on Twitter. Wow. Uh, he, when, do you, it, do you know? Is... Do you know the, that account and that outfit? I do. It, yeah. It's very funny. Very it's funny. it's the right's version of the Onion. The it's, Onion is right. is exactly. ardently left. Right. This is the right's version of the Onion, which the conservatives have never had good comics. Ever. No. Right? I mean, the, but they're Dennis learning. Miller's about the closest they've ever had. They're, right. But, but the Babylon B is good. Yeah. They're learning and nothing stings as much as the truth. That is a fact 
of life. So the closer you are to hitting a nerve, and that's what that account did. It's what Libs of TikTok did. The more that they screamed and in a knee-jerk reaction, that was finally what pushed Elon Musk over the cliff to go buy it because he's like, you know what? Screw this. Now, it takes a combination of a guy who has insane fuck you money, literally limitless money, and a guy not born in this country and of Mm -hmm. no desire to be part of the system. Which doesn't happen very often. No. And, 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 and also has an ideological bend, which, by the way, he's not a righty. He's not a conservative. Dude is straight libertarian on almost everything. Yeah, well, that, that makes him conservative by today's leftist he, standards. They can't see the difference between I, I those know. two things, I and know. which is unfortunate because there really is a, a vast Well, that's, that's like when I tell my friends, I go, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative who has to vote for these assholes named Republicans because <laughs> that's the only chance I got to nudge policy in a direction that I find palatable. I said it's like rooting for the fucking Browns. You think I like it? <laughs> you think I have any gear or jerseys? No. <laughs> uh, that's great. Now, here's the two things that we know Elon Musk is going to do right away that he said he's going to do that I think is is fascinating. The first He's going to make all of the algorithms open source. Do you understand the implications of this, same? I, I do. However, my first thought is the pirates have already had time inside the ship before this yeah. went down to cover up, tangle up, bury, and alter whatever the worst of the algorithms were in there. Now, I'm trusting uh, it, well, and I'm hoping now, that he hires even smarter people that are beholden to Musk and his you know, crusade to crack this egg open that can dig up all this stuff. And if he does nothing to Twitter but to lay bare the algorithm and to lay bare some of the internal communications, if that's all he does, Charge, it's the greatest technology win in my lifetime. It may still be, even if we don't get to learn how badly Twitter was twisting their algorithms against conservatives and for liberals, which we may never know the full extent of. But I'd say take going- your worst guess, multiply by <laughs> eight. It could be. And one of the facts that we have, that's come out through this process that I didn't know, do you know how many shares the board of directors have in totality they, they, uh, in, in, in Twitter? They had the tiniest amount. For any board of directors, it was a ridiculously low number, wasn't it? 77 shares between the entire board of directors. <laughs> so in, 77 other words, shares. in other words, they didn't believe for one second about the business of this no. company. It Correct. was it was a propaganda tool. They're like, Correct. shit, I'm, I'm not investing in this thing. I mean, this thing is not a moneymaker. We're just using no. it to harass people and to propagate leftist thought. So, I mean, imagine this. Here you are. This is an openly traded stock in which your board of directors has a singular mandate to increase shareholder value. And they don't have any shares. And they have no skin in the game at all. You would have thought you would have thought there'd be some actual rules. Charge, you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Sorry. It sounded like the phone dropped or something. Well, no, that's me having a heart palpitations oh. <laughs> over this whole thing. Okay. No, it, it seems like, and what do I know about high finance? There should be some fucking rules that the board of directors must have at least a 10% stake in the company to keep them honest. You'd think, right? 
Well, 10% is actually an enormous amount. How about, you know, 0.1% would be good. I mean, this this board of directors has like 0.000001% of the outstanding shares, right. which is absurd. And, you know, and they're taking multi-million dollar salaries, all of them. Oh, yeah. They couldn't invest any of it back in the company. Why? Because they had no no intention of making them a profitable exactly. money-making organization. Exactly. Now, the other thing that Elon's going to do, phase two is... He's going to kill the bots. Every person is going to go through a am I hum, a human being validation process. There is so many more bots on Twitter than anybody realizes. I think he knows. And when we wipe that out, you're going to see right now what much of the much of the right has this fear that if you say anything that goes against the uh, the gestalt of of of, of the moment. Of Twitter. Right. If you are against comes the mob, the right? Mo- Here comes and, the lynch mob, and the mob is nothing but automated bots. Not nothing, Not, but yeah, nothing. But right, but it's, it's a, a handful a of, of high-profile influencers, and then a shit ton of bots. And you look at tweets on their own, and you go, "That sounds like a human being." The syntax is right. The grammar mm-hmm. is right. The sensibility is right. Looks like a human. It's not. Because they've gotten the software easily good enough to create these things, and they just pull pictures, and they create accounts, and they probably lie about when they were actually formed, and they lie about how many followers they have. So if you check, you know, uh, you know, Red Sox fan eight six two who calls you a motherfucker on Twitter, you check him, and you go, well, he does have five hundred eighty six followers. So at least yeah. there's that. But those could all be bots too. And, and, and he did start his account in 2017. So I guess mm-hmm. it's not really new. Fake, as, as Elaine said in Seinfeld, fake, 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 fake. <laughs> so we're good. Now we're going to find out. And, and all I want, and all I think you want, we might. All that even we, conservatives we want. We I, just want the even playing field, just the level playing field for communication in Twitter and all social media platforms. That's all that's all anybody wants. I don't think anybody on the right is like, hey, you've had 10 years of dominating these conversations in a totally unfair fashion. We want you to we want you to strike Joe Biden's Twitter account. You know, nobody no. wants that. Everybody just wants a fair, open and free platform for communications. Yeah. How about this? How about the ability for me to tweet out without fear? Damn, Kirk Herbstreet can't go to the draft because he's got a blood clot. That's another Healthy 50-something-year-old with a heart issue or blood clots. Wow, crazy. If I just say that on Twitter, Church, here they come, right? Yeah. How about this one more recently? That's, I think, perfectly apropos. If you tweeted the suggestion that Hunter Biden's laptop had was been real. had been had, was real, yeah. which the New York Post, a totally legitimate company, you know, newspaper reporting source, had said that was enough to get you get you banned from Twitter, and of course it ended up being true. You can't trust people to fairly moderate these things. Yeah, I am going to pump the brakes. I'm going to keep my expectations low just because I'm a pessimist by nature. I didn't think Musk was going to actually go through with this. I didn't think it was going to work. I thought they're going to maybe be able to tie this thing up in enough poison pills. It would thwart him or he would lose attention span and move on. So I'm already wrong on that front. You probably could really go broke betting against Elon Musk, who's fucking brilliant, right? So maybe I should stop betting against him. But I got to keep my hopes low, Charge, because... If it all gets peeled back the way you say, it will be such a festival of delights. 
you'll be you'll have to tie me down like a helium balloon. I'll be so happy. I think Elon Musk has got such a disregard for everything else. I think he's exactly the guy to do it. I am optimistic. One more thing. I'm seeing this a bunch on Twitter. Imagine what else Elon Musk could have done with his forty three million dollars. Oh. Imagine what else. Yeah. Okay. Let me here's I'm gonna give you the answer to that right now. He's paying all of these shareholders forty three billion dollars. Thirty three billion dollars. They can now go do all these other things with the forty three billion dollars. Exactly. It's not the Elon Musk. Exactly. Now forty three billion dollars is being pumped he didn't, into he didn't America. Burn, he didn't burn forty three billion dollars. It's right. flowing like water elsewhere. I mean, look, Correct. Either either people that say that either are being intentionally dishonest because they're ideologically obsessed, or they're just really dumb about economics. Don't underestimate how dumb people are about actual economics. <laughs> Seriously. I hope, I hope they can understand that a, a transaction yeah. has money going from one group of people or person to another group of people, but maybe they won't think that through. Right, Apparently they're now, not, because I'm seeing this on Twitter all the time. All right, now, if I may, a couple things. Here's, here's one thing I suggest. I suggest if you want a blue check mark. You have to pay a monthly fee for it, something along the lines of $10 a month. Now, you might say, why would you want to do that? It's because the blue check marks in media and in government and whatnot, they want the status of the blue check. Well, they should have to pay for it, and that will scrape off some of them. They're like, I'm not paying 10 bucks just for a blue check mark. That'd be the first thing I'd do. And then there's the bot armies you talk about. And then once we get down to the nitty gritty, I really wish somebody would fucking fix TweetDeck because it could be a devastating tool for me, but it never fucking loads right. It's oh, I always have to refresh it. Tweets don't appear. It's fucking bullshit. Other oh, than that, I have I'm no fine. problem. I have no problem. It works for me. I TweetDeck really works for me. all yeah, the time. And it, it all the time. You never, the singular, you never yeah. drag a tweet into a column and then watch it vaporize and disappear, only to hit the refresh on your browser tab and then have it appear. No. Never. Never. Oh, not once. Well, that could be, could be my thing and then. It has the advantage for when those rare times when you need to schedule a tweet, you can do that, which is very handy. And which It's not often, but you know, every now and again, twice okay. a year, three times a year, four times a year, I can do that. Would you allow editing of tweets? Because oh, that's... Absolutely. And here, but here's what I want to do with the... Here's how I want... I've thought of this a lot. Okay. And Elon Musk is going to bring editing. I just want you to be able... When you make the edit... It still has an underlying version of the original one so that you don't lose. The original one doesn't like go into the ether. The, you can drill down and see the original one, but now my typo doesn't have to be front and center. Oh, okay. You know? So, so you want the edit is, feature to avoid the ketchup stain on your white shirt at work. Correct. Yep. What about, it happened, what about those but I have say, another white shirt. Okay. What about those who say, well, you know, you'll have people editing what they said in a way that's nefarious. Like I never said that, right? But that's why we keep. That's why you can drill down and see the original versions. Any of the okay. you can see all of the all of the original versions are still there that you can just drill down on by a click and see how see the original versions. So that if you tried, if you said something horrifying and then tried to soften it later, people could still see that. Sure, like the time that I said, and I quote, "I would love nothing more than to." to rub Rex Grossman's face in every interception <laughs> like a dog in his own poop, unquote. 
Like that that tweet is somewhere years ago in my timeline. 2010, I want to say. But I said it. I tweeted it. I was it was after his fourth pick of the game. And I was like, oh, you fucker, god damn it. I want to rub your face in it like a like a dog in a pile of shit. Dumb Rex. Dumb Rex. Now, but you now, if you're gonna if you delete the tweet, then it's gone. You know, in as much as anything's ever in gone from the theory. internet. Yes, in, in as much as anything's ever gone. But if you edit the tweet so it stays live, so that you fix that typo and you can still have all of your likes and all of your responses and everything else, then you can also you, then people can see the previous versions. Okay. And Elon will Elon will bring that to bear. That will happen. Okay. What about other? elements of a pay service because i'm reading darren rovel's ideas for making twitter a pay service he leverages the shit out of it shamelessly embarrassingly at times would you would you pay for twitter per month people won't you can't it won't it won't i don't think it will survive if you try to make it a pay you're going to have to find enough reasons like the edit button to make it worthwhile to people. For example, you know, Twitter Blue exists right now. Right. I, and Twitter Blue has really just one function. It costs $3 a month so that you get, you can undo a tweet after X number of seconds and you can set that buffer seconds. to be whatever you want. Like seconds. five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds in which to undo how about, how about the give tweet me, you were going to send. How about send. give me until after the NFL season's over to undo a tweet? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the timeline I need. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so there, there there is that. I mean, Ravel also points out, he goes, look, for those that aren't going to pay, won't pay, they're just never going to pay, that's fine. But you basically make it a freemium service. You upsell it in a way that is useful for professionals to use the platform as a microblog. See, I didn't get Twitter charge until some article I read called it a microblog, and I go, aha, now yeah, I get it. That's a great way to put it. Have that's you ever, a heard great of, way have you ever it. called it a microblog? No, I've not heard that, but it instantly works. Yeah, because I, I don't want to update my formal blog and put a huge paragraph and all this other stuff. It's like, boom, here's a quick thought. Here's a photo. Here's a video. Look it, look at it, like it if you want. Fuck off if you don't. It's down the river. Microblog. Yeah, and needless to say, the, the appeal has been you know universal, right? I mean, it works. Hundred percent works. Microblogging is is absolutely right in line with where society is today. Except what little yeah, what's happened is what you say on Twitter becomes the equivalent of stone tablet truth that is taken so seriously. That it will lead you to losing your job, to potentially oh, yeah. being sued, and all kinds of other stuff. Somehow we need to unserious Twitter. We need the mainstream media to stop fucking using Twitter as their assignment editor. <laughs> um, it's it's very hard to even for even for somebody like you that that basks in satire and uses satire all the time. It's really hard for, for you to make jokes and not get somebody's underwear all bunched up. Yeah. And I think unless you are literally a professional comedian and a well-known one at that, so that everybody gets the fact that all you do is tweet jokes, then people get very, very serious about anything that you well, post. And it's, it's and, ridiculous. And that's why, and, and, and I'm devastatingly good at the sarcasm, which stings people the most, gets them the most angry when you say something sarcastic in a way that you're like, okay, that's not like an unhinged screed. 
that was just a really devastatingly on point and very sarcastic <laughs> zinger that, ow, that hurts. Like, for example, all right, here's one that I actually thought about before I hit send. Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio thinks the NFL draft is un-American. Basically thinks that there should be no draft. You should sign college players like you do free agents. Now, let's put that aside because that isn't necessarily the worst concept in the world, although his understanding of marketplaces and uh, business dynamics is way off in this. But I just replied with, never go full Florio. (laughs) which is of course a reference to the movie tropic thunder which can never be made today horribly politically incorrect in which um uh was it robert downey robert downey jr bad blackface yeah yeah, well but his character uh talked about playing a retarded person in a role as an actor and that you never go full retard that was his line never go full retard that was the line. And and so I said, never go full floor. And I thought, hmm, I wonder how many people are going to get all butthurt over this. And? It doesn't seem like it's gone anywhere, which is good. Uh, the other day, uh, my producer, Josh, talked about on Jackie Robinson Day, he didn't like it because, you know, they were all wearing the same number jersey. It was hard to tell people apart. And I sort of laughed and I go, okay, I'll allow that. And somebody on Twitter <laughs> said, you know... Jackie Robinson was a trailblazer and a real American hero. For you to be so dismissive about that isn't appropriate. And I just go, get the fuck out of here. But that's what exists on Twitter. Maybe it it was a bot. I don't know. So that said, Florio's like, it's un-American because, you know, no other other job is that they tell you where you have to go work. But what Florio fails to mention, or I, I assume he understands it, he's a lawyer who practiced labor law before this side hustle turned into a thing. (laughs) <laughs> He's got to understand that, you know, the NFL is not a singular company, but it's a league that is bound together by a certain set of rules for competitive balance and that it has Correct. been fought over in antitrust court for years and years and decades and decades. And they've pushed the needle one way and pushed the needle the other way. And they've come to compromises. They've begged and bribed Congress to give them certain exemptions. And it's currently legal the way it is. It's like, why doesn't Florio fucking understand that? It'd be like a single bank that is hiring accountants, right? And they say, we have 12 branch offices. And when you are hired by the company, by Goodell Accounting, we're going to send you to one of our cities as condition of your employment, and you'll apprentice there for four, maybe five years. And then you can go where you want. Be the same fucking thing. Numerous things on this. Number one, Zabe. Um, if you don't like the way the NFL handles the draft and you are a draft eligible, reasonably talented college player, go to the XFL, go to the CFL <laughs> and go start shit. another league. <laughs> That's right. You know what? And nobody does because apparently it's not all that bad. And number two is, uh, it, the competitive, it wouldn't be like baseball, like baseball, you know, because there's a salary cap, baseball's so fucking broken. You know, it, the opening day, half of the league is mathematically eliminated. In baseball, it's because never the big been, markets dominated so much. It's never been worse in baseball. Never. Never been worse. It is, in, and I don't want anything that will inch the my beloved NFL Towards anywhere that. closer to that. The beauty of the NFL is you can do what the Bengals just did, that you can go from the second pick in the draft 
and two years later be in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's what makes the it's most of what makes the NFL fantastic is there are almost no teams that are so shitty and poorly run that you can't be competitive two years later. It's a it's it's one of the great things about it. I don't want to change anything that would that would upset that balance. No, I I agree. And uh, in a pure sense, if you had a super hard salary cap, you could afford to ingest new players out of college into the pro level in a purely economic way. In other words, yes. the teams with the most cap space that manage their cap the best would be able to offer Joe Burrow a lot more money and a big team like the Cowboys might be fucked and they couldn't offer him that. But there would always right. be workarounds. There'd be under-the-table deals, marketing deals associated with it, and the backwater franchises would never get to sign anybody of note coming out of college. Now, let's just, uh, uh, let me throw this idea out to you. Let's say that we do have a a pretty rigid salary cap and that all the teams have to spend at least so much, you know, no more than so much. And let's just take slavery off the table for a minute because <laughs> <laughs> That's a good because, idea. Okay? Because if we had a live auction on players, it would be captivating. Oh right? my! Think God. about that, right? And it would—if we were auctioning players, it could be a blind bid where every team gets one bid on every player. Player comes up randomly. Here comes this player, and you had a blind bid where everybody, every team just shows what they're willing to pay at one time. Or if they did it in a traditional auction style, like you know. The Jets over here, you're at 150 $150. I got 200 200 200 over here. Blah, blah, blah. You could do that. Unfortunately, with the taint of, of slavery, we probably can't do that. Oh, but, man, no, it would be not, captivating. Not when the NBA has already removed the word owner. Instead calls them governors. Why, the club governors, which I don't think is much <laughs> better. But, yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be an interesting way to do it. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, let me talk about this uh, protester issue in Minnesota. I've enjoyed yeah. very thoroughly your passionate Timberwolves tweets. I Thank can you. sense the community is finally energized and really on fire for this team because you haven't had anything like this in a long time, and it's a really likable team. Really likable team. Exciting. Yeah, well, okay, and also unlikable at the same time. Well, yes. Pat Beverly is unliked by everybody else when he's on your team, though. You like him. He starts. Yeah, he's one of those guys. But I think almost everybody dislikes Carl Anthony Towns that follows basketball because he is a petulant whiner. In addition yeah. to being one of the ten best pure athletes that, that there sure, is, sure, sure. But he is he is a he's a freaking baby that way. 
Okay, so anyway, so the other night, uh, a protester who dressed up as a, a referee under her shirt somehow got within four feet of owner Glenn Taylor and his wife, sat there, attracted the attention of a security guard who knew she was up to no good and still made it out onto the court to interrupt play. And there were people declaring that somehow a win for security. And I said, how on earth is that a win for security? What if she had a knife or a rock or a bottle of acid? Like, why isn't security, after two previous incidents, noticing her and going right up to her saying, I'm sorry, who the fuck are you, and where's your fucking ticket? Well, I think she, I think she had a ticket. That's the thing that makes this tricky is my understanding was those are legitimately purchased seats. And so wow. that, was, that was the right person in the right seat. And I think that is a lot of why the security guard is getting praise because – even though this person legitimately deserved to be there, he knew why something ain't right. Why wasn't there somebody sitting in front of Taylor and his wife with their backs turned to the court, literally staring down the people in the front row? Yeah, I, I don't know, but there, there will be now. I mean, obviously well, now. Not, yeah. You know, yeah. Now All there right. will be somebody behind Glenn Taylor will be some trusted individual. Okay. Behind so, Glenn Taylor. so if I may, what the fuck are they so mad about? What is this protest about? Chickens? Uh, I hate to even I hate to even give them Come on. the you know give the them time the to, to this and the, the notoriety. Okay. So first for people that don't know, the first protester in protest number 1 game 1 of the series was somebody who tried to glue herself yeah. to the court. That was fantastic. Which is the <laughs> dumbest possible even, way. Even the fastest setting super glue takes right. a minute. <laughs> right, but I don't think they really thought plus, that part plus of it Plus, they, they'd rip your skin right off as they peel, as they carry you off the court. Like Yes. You could nail oh. yourself to the floor like Jesus Christ. They'd still get you up. They would. They would get you up and fast at that. So it would would just hurt like shit as they pried the, uh, you know, this number six nails out of the hardwood. Oh, (laughs) all right. So anyway, so 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 realizing, realizing the error of their ways, protester number two took a totally different adhesion tact (laughs) and chained herself to the stanchion, which is better. And it, but it's surprising. I'm like, okay. It did. It took a little while, but not as long as I thought for somebody to get bolt cutters. I mean, who knew that they would have bolt cutters okay. at the ready? But again, but in, in the chain to the stanchion girl, she was there mucking around the stanchion she for was. way too long. Again, Agreed. where the fuck is security? Okay, continue. And then we had the third person, the one you mentioned, and we, we've talked that one through. I thought it was a very good tackle, and I, I still, I'm still on the side of security with this one. The question now is, What's next, and how do you how do you possibly trump that? Now, I think Memphis. Some of this went down in Memphis, true, and they weren't ready for this like we were here because I know. we have no, we've we knew about these people. Can the, you the can Memphis you get to the chickens? Not. What what's wrong with the chickens? Well, so it's the bird flu, which is a huge problem right now. An entire uh, entire factories are having to and and farms are, are having to eradicate all their chickens because That's of the bird still flu. Still a thing, bird flu. It's a new thing that's oh, happening right shit. now. No wonder it's a why huge my, problem. No wonder why my buffalo wings are so fucking out of sight right now. 
Damn. It is. These companies are getting destroyed on the cost of chicken right now. Okay, so and, so he had to exterminate a whole bunch of chickens. And I guess and, the animal rights people were like, that's mean. You should let them die of bird flu? That was No, they wanted they wanted them killed a different way, apparently. I've tried not to learn too much about this because I don't want to get into it. But Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves, owns chicken farms. And they didn't like the the manner in which these chickens were killed. Okay. They, and I don't think I don't think they were I don't think this was like torture to waterboard the chickens, right? So I mean, this was I don't think how, this was how, how cruel they, and unusual how, punishment here. How do they want them uh, laid down to rest? I don't know, Gentle and I don't care to know. Hospice kit. <laughs> yeah, hospice kit. That's right, with an IV drip yeah, and just slowly <laughs> sing them a song, one by one by one by one. <laughs> Listen, killing birds, killing um, birds is a nasty business. I've had to do it before. You have. <gasps> Did you ring the neck of a bird, of a chicken? Uh, no. Here's what happened. Okay. So when you're in the Purple Martin business, which what I What is am, that? It's not a business. Purple Martins are a incredible bird that flies thousands of miles north from South Africa, or actually South America, I should say, flies up along the continent, South America, Central America, to North America in the summer to build nests only in either man-made houses or in the West in hollowed out like cactus hollows, places okay. where they can build nests, right? And, All right. And humans have been supporting the flocks or, or the, uh, I forget what the term is for these Purple Martin co- colonies, the colonies, right? For years. And they're wonderful birds. They're black with purple and they got, you know, long triangular wings and they trip, 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 and they purportedly eat a metric ton of mosquitoes every day oh, to survive. I love them. That, that's Great. what they claim. I, you know, like, uh, does it make a difference that I can tell? No, not a bit. That said, it took me a couple years to attract them. Now, the problem is the weaver finch, a.k.a. the common house sparrow, which is indigenous to all 50 states, which outcompetes every other backyard bird feeder bird, will aggressively combat your purple martins and they will kill their eggs and they will take over their nest oh they're nasty i had no idea oh yes oh they're oh they're they're the the jackass of the the, they're bad bird universe i had no idea they're bad and by the way they came to this country because some idiot back in like 1912 imported two birds of every bird in some shakespeare book and said wouldn't it be great to have these here so they brought the weaver finch to the U.S., and it's been runaway train ever since. So they are perfectly legal to kill in any way you see fit, and they make traps for these sparrows. Sparrows are very wary, by the way. It's hard to shoot them with a BB gun. I tried shooting with a BB gun for quite a while. They don't let you get within, like, range of them before they flit off. They're mm. like, oh, shit, someone's here, right? So yeah. there's cages. So when you get them in cages, then you've got to get them out of the cages. You've got to kill them somehow. And there's ways they recommend that is more humane than others to kill them. Notably, they say if you put it in a mesh bag and you fling it around real quick and then whap against the ground or against like a wall, that's one, mm. quote, grizzly way okay. to do it. Yes, you if know, it works. I mean, you, you got to wind up, right? I mean, this is this is not to, this is not the time to do um, – to do your Phil Necro knuckleball, this is when you got to send your Nolan Ryan heat when exactly. you're trying that. And and I can assure you, you don't always get it all the way on the mm. first whack. It's a brutal thing. I don't like mm. it. So what I turned to doing, which is apparently not recommended, 
is you <laughs> drop the cage with the trap in a bucket of water. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That's a slow, tough death, though. Oof. Is it slow? Oof. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it, suffocation. It, it, do do birds know how to hold their breath? <laughs> no. Why would they? So, they don't have any any reason to do that. Right. Exactly. So they so they wouldn't hold their breath. They would be underwater, confused, like what the fuck's going on? And then they'd open their beak and they'd take one breath, and that would be it. And then they would go into convulsions and they would die shortly after that. It is a horrible death. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. But yeah. So and and I I had to do that a couple times to maintain my purple martin colonies. I've mm. had to clean out sparrow nests in which. Not only were there eggs in there that I had to get rid of and squash, I didn't yeah. feel good about that. There was little chicks in there. No, no. Now, oh, that's now, tough. Now those I would just take to the edge of the property, and I would dump into a big brush pile, thinking circle of life. I'm like some snake, <laughs> some snake, right. some raccoon, a possum. They're gonna be like, mm, 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 mm. Yeah. nice snack. So, yeah, killing birds is a nasty thing. Uh, can Glenn Taylor do it more humanely? I don't know. But I think security needs to tighten up a bit. Yeah, okay. undoubtedly. I'll be impressed if they can pull it off again. And one of the great things about basketball, the basketball experience, and I'm sure you've sat courtside before, is how close you can get to the action. Unlike any other sport it, it, by a mile, right? I mean, you are literally just feet away from coaches, players, all of the action. Who I don't want to upset that. I don't want to change that. That's the beauty of it. There's a there's a there's a pact between everybody who's sitting within messing up range of the court and the players that you don't yes. do that. Yes. And I don't want to. Ch- I do not want to. Inf- I don't want to change the unwritten pact that we have of good behavior for the people that are sitting courtside. I agree. Look, uh, 38 minutes in, I got to wrap it up. We have so much more to talk about. We can shelve it till after the draft. It'll still be pertinent, and we'll know who picked who and everything else. There's a lot of NFL media news going on. Kay Adams is leaving. Good morning, football. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad. That hurts. That hurts. She is so elite. It's ridiculous. And I just thought this. Johnny Depp may or may not win his case against Amber Heard. I don't really care. I know this. It'll provide great resets for you and your fantasy recaps <laughs> this coming fall. The Amber Heard Johnny Depp resets. Let's go. Let's go. I hit him. I didn't punch him. I hit him. <laughs> yes, your flex receiver took a shit in the bed like Amber Heard when she was mad at Johnny Depp. All right, Charge. Godspeed, my friend. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Boy, he quickly just turned out, uh, bye-bye now. Almost like all that laughing and fun we were having was fake. That wasn't fake, was it, George? I had a great time. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you very much for listening. Rate and review. It helps with the algorithms on iTunes, which are not public and will never be public, but it does help with our algorithmic overlords. And tell a few friends. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Hey, Jose. Yeah, what? Yeah. Listen to this. It's coming. You know what it is? What? It's a drum solo. Okay, everyone. Like, this is me on the drums. Oh, eh? get out. It is not. It your is life. so. Stop. I learn, will you? Take off, eh?